0: Welcome back to Rise to Liberty podcast. Today I am joined by uh, Tom Palladino, but just real quick before we get into this, I've got to uh, go ahead and drop our sponsor, which is Nadeau Shave Company. Um, I I keep saying this, it is without a doubt uh, the best shave I've ever had. It is not this Chinese-made multi-blade razor from the big shave companies. Uh, it's, it's a single-blade safety razor, just like your dad or your, your grandfather used to use. And th- th- there's a reason why they used them for so long. Um, it, it is entirely just unmatched. I'm a person that has sensitive skin. Uh, my skin gets angry at the sight of a razor. This I have no problem with. Um, It is, without a doubt, the best shave you'll ever have. That is NadeauShaveCo.com, N-A-D-E-A-U-S-H-A-V-E-C-O.com. Use promo code RISE15 for 15% off your order. I mean, these guys have the balls to sponsor this show, so they, they must be a good sponsor. Nadeau Shave Company, where tradition beats modernity. Tom. How's it going?
1: I am well, thank you for the invitation, Jacob.
0: Yes, of course, thank you for coming. Um, So we kind of started touching on this, but I'm curious, uh, where did your interest in Nikola Tesla start? Um, How how did that
1: start? That's a long story. Um, Nikola Tesla, the great scientist Nikola Tesla, Why have I concentrated on his career and his his findings? Tesla was the first man that I know of to harness scalar energy. He began his career with AC electricity. He ended his career with scalar energy, what he was calling radiant energy. I was fascinated with both his career as a electrical genius as well as his career as a scalar energy pioneer. I would read about Tesla as a youngster. At the age of 10 and 11, I was introduced to his works, and I would devour whatever literature was available. I knew instinctively, at that young age, call it a gift of mysticism, that Tesla was working later in his life with something besides AC electricity. Tesla was working later in his life with massless energy, non-physical energy, Really, it's the spirit energy of the sun and the stars. So I can trace this this back to my youth, age 10 and 11, reading about Tesla, understanding these principles, at least having the ability to conceptualize these principles, and then working my way throughout my life to the point that I have engineered instruments, scalar energy instruments, that control that spectrum of energy. So.
0: For, for anyone who's who's not familiar, do you, do you want to let my audience know who Nikola Tesla is? Why is he? S- I, I'm gotten. sure they've probably heard his name. Most people have. But they don't know why he's
1: important. Tesla gave us the modern day age. Tesla and Edison were contemporaries, but it really was Tesla who was, uh, had the greater prowess and the greater understanding of electricity. Edison wanted DC electricity. Tesla wanted AC electricity. Today, the world is powered by AC electricity. Only batteries are powered by DC electricity. So, what's the point? It's really Tesla who gave us the modern day age. And other inventors, Westinghouse, Edison, really owe a great deal to Tesla who paved the way. He was really the pioneer in this research of AC electricity. So, in a nutshell, after we look at Tesla's 300 or 400 inventions, just a prolific inventor, and we see how those inventions have been incorporated into our fabric of life, we realize it was Tesla, the preeminent scientist who gave us the modern day age. The reason we have this ability today is is really attributed to Tesla first and foremost, and then other inventors. So
0: how do you feel about Edison? I I know there's there's a lot of people who are you know, on the Edison was a fraud bandwagon.
1: Are are you amongst those or? No. Do you, do you think? Edison, Edison was a hardworking man and he was an inventor. And his many of his discoveries benefit us today. But to be blunt, he's no match for Tesla. Tesla, nobody, I don't know any scientist that can compare to Tesla, including Edison. Again, both men were contemporaries both men have have given us a great many benefits but nobody outshines tesla um why do you think that like we
0: we that this is kind of unrelated but i'm i'm just curious is why do you think we don't have people in society quite like that anymore
1: you're right tesla was a gift from god and And again, his his understanding of nature is really unmatched to this day. And you want to ask yourself, why was he such the exception? Many times Tessa would remark he could see an invention in his mind. He wouldn't have to put anything on paper. He would not have to even visit his laboratory. God would give him this design, this intellectual vision, if you will. And Tessa could see an invention. Then he could go to the laboratory and invent, create an instrument, a device from scratch. How how can you do that? I can't do that. So to, to Tesla, he was unique. And why don't we have other Teslas today? There's no, nobody can come close to him. So for some reason, God chose him.
0: A divine intervention. Uh, I I truly believe that as well. Um it just it's it's really odd what he was able to create seemingly out of nowhere and yeah. i i can't think of another explanation I, and i i don't think that that's the important point of like where did this come from the fact is is that it's here yes so yes. also for anyone who doesn't know do you kind of want to break down what happened to him in the latter part of his life where his research went uh and the you know the the final years of his life
1: yeah <clears throat> after a distinguished career with ac electricity Tesla somewhere along the wa- road develops scalar energy instruments now these are free energy instruments behind me i have a scatter energy instruments now when Tessa was working within this, this realm of free energy, he created many energy uh, uh, enemies. This energy, if it's free or inexpensive in operation, can no longer serve the elite, to be quite candid. So Tessa, when he was initially starting, he actually was an, uh, uh, working as an assistant to, to Thomas Edison. But after a while, they had a falling out. Thereafter, Tessa's illustrious career really took hold. And later in his life, Tessa was no longer interested in AC electricity. All of of the inventions, all of the discoveries later in his life were centered around, focused around, radiant energy, or what I call scalar energy. Now, again, to make this very clear, radiant energy, scalar energy is free energy. The sun and the star are the power plants. Behind me, I have a miniature star. This, this instrument is on it's functioning it's so powerful that if I hold up a light bulb close to the instrument it will illuminate under the influence <laughs> of scalar energy it's so cool <laughs> so this is the ambient energy of scalar energy what I have in my laboratory is a miniature star and again I've been at this all of my life now if if the audience is, is, has never been exposed to this I understand this is new and groundbreaking I'm one of the Few scalar energy researchers today that has an operating instrument that can actually harness and direct scalar energy. So, we're going to speak about that other energy today, not electricity, the free energy of the sun and the stars. Why was Tesla, if you will, why was his career besmirched? Why was Tesla undermined later in his life? On account of the fact that free energy, scalar energy, is a threat. To the military-industrial complex, and this is why today Tesla sadly is a footnote in history. So, from my understanding,
0: Tesla—he—he he pretty much died penniless yep. and and alone, yep. from from what I understand, which right. is just heartbreaking considering the contribution that he had. Uh, The government came in. I'm I'm not sure if this was before or after. I believe it was after he had died and took all of his writings. Correct. The the, the U.S. government came in, took everything. And has anything been released since then? Or has it just never been seen again? It's never been seen
1: again. People (laughs) have petitioned the United States government. You have to ask yourself, why is it that the day that Tessa died, the federal government of the United States stole all of his equipment, stole his notes, stole his entire laboratory, and has never released that information to the general public. What What's the point? Why, why, why such a draconian measure? Yeah. I think it's kind of obvious. Tesla was on to free energy. Free energy will change the economic order. Now, keep in mind the robber barons of that day, the, the Morgans, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, they were all heavily invested in, in coal and in steel, in AC electricity, in the railroad. And free energy would have impacted all of those industries. And On account- now, today. Yes, it will. Of course it will. And that's why there's still this, uh, if you will, aversion to free energy devices by those in, in power. They realize that free energy will change the working order. It will change the economic order. There was a time that Tessa had a a laboratory in Colorado Springs, and he was able to illuminate light bulbs at a distance. Now, I want to be able to, to repeat his success. I want to be able to illuminate a light bulb at a distance. You know, presently, I can hold a light bulb in my hand, And pass it by the instrument and it illuminates but i'd like to do that at a distance of 500 or 1000 miles, if I can illuminate a light bulb at a distance that's the beginning of the end of the energy crisis. Now, keep in mind when I work with this instrument. I am i'm creating a double helix or a scalar energy waveform, so the power plant really is the sun and the stars. I'm simply tapping into that double helix formation. And when I propagate this energy, you don't need a substation. You don't need satellites. The universe is the infrastructure. So it's free energy from the sun and the stars and the infrastructure is free. Well, yeah. you can't be free. And when something is free, it will change the economic order. And that's that's the consideration moving forward. So,
0: in your opinion, I mean, obviously, that this isn't mainstream knowledge, or at at least uh, it it's it seems like it, it is out there. Yes. Why is it not more prevalent? Obviously, there is a vested interest in keeping actual green or free energy suppressed uh yeah. which is insane because it seems as though the entire world is in a climate hysteria yeah. although what is mainstream as far as the climate and energy just seems like communism it just hurt just like totalitarian government whatever form it may take um it just seems like a way like I can pay more money to the government and all of a sudden the ice caps are going to start, stop melting, which I mean, they're, they're not, but it, it just, there's this fake garbage that's being pushed down our throats. And then there's what you have even just briefly demonstrated with just two simple light bulbs to be out there. Why is it truly just that it's suppressed?
1: It is suppressed. I've been at this. I've had a public website now for 12 years and my work is suppressed. I never thought it'd be so difficult to promulgate my discoveries, but it's very difficult. And I'd I'd say you can call the algorithms are against me or I don't receive any attention from big media or call it what you will. there's something quite strange with my discoveries and the advances that I've made, and I'm following in the footsteps of Tesla's. I don't claim to be the first one to have discovered these these principles. Why isn't this promulgated? Why aren't we moving forward to some type of alternative energy in which we don't have to rely upon fossil fuels, That that wind power has its limitations? Nuclear, some people are not in favor of nuclear. Why not? associate with the free energy of the sun and the stars so you're right at this point in in history when when people are saying that the source of energy is limited it is because we're working with a, a finite source and that it's dangerous yes in some cases and that it pollutes yes and that there should be a more equitable way of distributing this energy okay so why don't we turn our 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 attention to scalar energy that solves all of those problems that in consummate fashion solves those problems well ask yourself that question i have many times and the only answer is that there's an act of suppression so it's interesting to me i i think about this every time i pay my
0: power bill is that there is a blatant monopoly (laughs) sure I I don't have multiple electric companies that I can go choose from. Um, there there's one there's one in my area. That's it. It doesn't matter if I like it if I don't. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I think when you realize that, it kind of becomes a lot more apparent that there is a vested interest to keep that cash flow coming.
1: And this is the marriage between government and big business. Most public utilities have, have the, uh, the blessing of, of the government. And you know, whether you like it or not, this is our status quo. This is the world that we live in. Now, what if we had a new source of energy that was completely safe? Scalar energy is non-physical. There's no electrons or protons involved. It's, it's information. And the energy could be tapped from any location in the world. It's free energy that, that permeates the universe. Well, let's move forward. That seems to be the logical choice. Well, I, again, ever since Tessa and other scalar energy theorists and, and inventors have presented their work, it's never gained traction. So that's, that's rather peculiar. Now, that's strange to me. So, you know some yeah. if if somebody places something on tiktok or or youtube it can go viral in a day or two okay Well whereas an invention some type of technology that could benefit 8 billion people on the planet is suppressed that's that's rather strange
0: it it really is it's just i think it kind of shows the power of some of these people in in the ability to keep people ignorant um which, which historically tracks with, uh, you know, certain organizations or certain governments that uh, that want to keep the thumb on top of the people. Yep. Otherwise, then their legitimacy disappears. Uh, you know, my personal opinion, only, government can only come through the, the threat of violence and theft. So other,
1: otherwise, the state apparatus can't exist. You're right. and and You're right. It's coercion. And sadly, the people have allowed this to go on and on. And they they never question um, that apparatus. You're absolutely right.
0: So you're telling me that
1: if I vote harder, it's going to work this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've said this before, and, and I don't mean... To be snide but we need better political leaders you know yes. i i look at some of the leaders today throughout the world and i say to myself i would never hire them if i was an employer i don't know if they could run a business i don't know if they could run a library i don't know if they could manage a lemonade stand <laughs> there there's there's some political leaders that are just inept yes and for whatever reason we put
0: them on a pedestal
1: wow just so inept.
0: So one one thing I wanted to do with with this interview is outside of just the basics I kind of wanted to stay away from doing research into scalar energy just so I could along with my audience have you teach all of us. Mm-hmm. So the, the first yeah. question what is scalar energy?
1: Yeah. I I believe it's divine energy. Now, consider my my hypothesis Scalar energy drives the sun and the stars. If you look at the billions and trillions of galaxies, where does the power come from? Where do, does the light come from? I come from a Christian background. I tell you that that power, that light, is God, and God is the source, if you will, the the creator of scalar energy. So something has to create this light. You have to have an uncreated being to create material, a material universe. Long story short, I believe I'm working with an energy, a supreme force scalar energy that is the initial energy, the driving energy of the universe. Whereas electricity and magnetism are derivative, are the converted subset, if you will, of scalar energy. Tesla, when he was performing his research with high voltage uh, AC electricity, there were times that he could transition from AC electricity into scalar. And he said the release of energy, what he recognized in this scalar dimension far exceeded the energy output of the electromagnetic dimension. So there was a time in Tesla's career that he abandoned AC electricity because he discovered the other dimension. There's two energies. There's two dimensions. And once you find your way into this scalar energy dimension, you can do incredible things that you cannot achieve with electricity and magnetism. And And uh, looking at Tessa as a youngster and, and reading his notes, I knew instinctively, I knew he was not working with electricity anymore. If you look at Tessa's inventions, he had a tower in Colorado Springs, a scalar energy tower, and he had a tower in Long Island. And those towers were motionless. There were no moving parts. I'm gonna show the audience part of my instrument here. And if you look closely at this instrument, there's no moving parts. There's no armature. Okay. There's no induction motor. That vacuum tube allows me to create a scalar energy environment. So if you look at that instrument, it's there's no moving parts. So what's the point? Where's the kinetic energy coming from? Okay, where's the motion coming from? It's coming from the sun and the stars. The kinetic energy is from the sun and the stars. Tesla deduced that. He was right. I have an instrument that captures the energy of the sun and the stars. There's no induction motor. There's nothing moving here. This is the beauty of working with scalar energy. You can get away, go away from motors. You can get away from windmills. You can get away from wires. You don't have to rely upon satellites. It's a ready-built information system. Scalar energy, this paradigm, is a pre-existing energy intelligence paradigm. You don't need to create anything. You don't have to put up a, a string of wires. You don't need step-down transformers. It's all there. And when Tessa built his tower in Colorado Springs, he demonstrated that he could illuminate light bulbs at a distance. And he also demonstrated that he could create artificial lightning bolts. Lightning always initiates a scalar energy. Later, Tesla built his tower, another scale energy tower in Long Island, New York. And if you look at that tower, there's no electrical wires leading into the tower or leading out of the tower. And he did not have the access to a power plant. So what's the point of putting a power tower, if you will, in Long Island, out in the country at the turn of the century, if if, if you don't have access to a power plant? You didn't need a power plant. The Warden Cliff Tower was the power plant, or it it assumed it captured the power from the sun and the stars. Now, isn't that much easier just to capture the energy of the sun and the stars than to drill for oil, to dig for coal, to create some type of thermonuclear reaction and have to monitor some type of nuclear reactor plant, or to, to put up a series of wind farms, windmills, okay i i understand that's the present status quo but it's so expensive it's so dangerous and it's garbage yeah it, the, and it's the, it's it's, the, it, it's
0: inefficient it's inefficient yeah the the amount of resources needed to make a windmill uh to mine all the products for a solar panel all of these things
1: it negates the purpose yeah yeah <laughs> so we we see how if we can just capture the energy of the sun and the stars, we can do away with the, what I would call this mechanistic system, this, this system of, of material, the use of material, the use of fuel to create the system, and then the, the harm to the, to the environment and the harm to our health. Why do I advocate scatter energy? It's not only free, but there's no chemicals involved with this instrument. I simply tap into pure sunlight, divine light. So eventually the, the world is going to pay attention and revisit the work of Nicola Tesla. and we will reinvent what he discovered and we'll, we will change the social, the economic order there Therefrom.
0: Now there's, there's two political questions that I have about this because I know so, somebody out there is probably going to be curious about this. First of all, uh, it, it is free energy, but is it cost-effective to build these
1: devices? Right now, no, because it's taken me a lifetime. But once we can establish how we can take this energy, and if I could illuminate one light bulb, eventually, if I can illuminate a million light bulbs with this instrument, then there's your, there's your gain. If you start with 1x and you, you wind up with a million x, well, the gain is a million x. And that's what I propose. This is what Tesla was about to demonstrate at Wardenclyffe at his tower in Long Island, New York. One tower could have easily illuminated, I I believe, every household in the United States because you don't need wires. It's an unlimited source of energy. You could just broadcast that energy anywhere throughout the United States. So it's a, it's a new way of thinking. You cannot think of this as, as you do with the electrical grid where you have, you have to have yeah. so many substations because the power degrades or you, you need to, in, in, in many ways, uh, uh, avoid that paradigm. There's no loss of the signal here. There's no entropy. So you could have one scalar energy tower and you could power the entire world because you can broadcast this energy anywhere in the world. Here, I'm going to demonstrate. Nothing can stand in the way of this energy. I'm going to hold up a wooden chopping board. This is a culinary board. If I place this culinary board close to the instrument, the energy will find its way through the wooden board and still illuminate the light bulb. So the wooden board, no physical barrier is going to prevent scalar energy from illuminating an object. So wow. this 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 energy can pass through. The ocean it could it could it could travel through the earth, so it's so, it's quite it's quite different. This is not electricity,
0: yeah, so theoretically, we could have the ability like there there wouldn't have to be too many of these towers right i mean, you know from from a strategic standpoint, you might want to have a couple just to be able to you know if you don't want one attacked from another right. nation. Right. Um so currently it is incredibly expensive, but it still seems like you could make money off of this. It does it doesn't <laughs> seem like yeah. like even if with this out to the world's it it's still it's confusing to me because I've I've always had the thought that these these people who are so corrupt that keep these sort of things suppressed mm-hmm. Knowing economics the way that I do, you would make just as much or more money acting ethical in the long run. Mm-hmm. But it seems as though corruption is more of an instant gratification thing.
1: Yeah. I, I would I would agree with you. I would, would agree with you. This is why I just, I, I stick to my uh, posture. I have a grassroots effort and I don't associate with corrupt governments and corrupt corporations. I want. I want nothing to do with that corruption. Yeah. I my my prediction is, ultimately, progress will will win, and and progress will will see its way. The people have to see the benefits of scalar energy. Once they realize the benefits, then then we'll see this paradigm shift, and it's it's happening right before our eyes right now. I think many people realize they've been lied to. I think many people realize that that many of these proposals in the past 5 10 15 years have not worked if it doesn't work it's it, it's not going to work in the future so if if we complain about policy today whether it's government policy or policy in the industry and that policy is not working well then we need a new policy you need a new approach if if it's broken fix it I and mean, by fixing it you might have to decide upon a new course of action
0: yeah it's 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 either
1: worked and in which case we're all good or it hasn't
0: worked and so we need to correct our course mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very clear it whatever is happening now it might have worked but and i mean at one point in time the steam engine was an incredible innovation yeah. and it yeah. just seems like ever ever yeah. since ever since fossil fuel engines we've just stopped innovating and right. i know all of this kind of trickles down to you know third world countries so maybe the third world can't exactly hop on all of this immediately especially because it's been suppressed it's a little bit more expensive but we can do it and then it all trickles down so eventually
1: i mean the, the whole world would be on this you're right. That's one of my designs to keep going so that someday God will give me the wisdom so that I can illuminate a city with this. I'm going to have to demonstrate that. And once I can demonstrate that scale energy can be used at a distance and perform that a function of to run a motor or to, or to illuminate at a distance, then then we're going to make some significant progress. And then the world will take note and demand this type of technology. Right now, there, there really is not that much of a demand. Because in all in all defensive people, they don't understand this. It's been suppressed. Once people yeah. understand what Tesla was trying to achieve, and indeed, Tesla was successful, then people are going to say, well, if Tesla did it over 125 years ago, why aren't we doing it today?
0: Yeah. So my question is, at, at, at this point, so we, we know that the, the government came in and took his papers, so
1: how is any of this known? Yeah, uh, good point, good point. We don't understand the schematics. Nobody has ever, uh, that I know, have ever seen any schematic of Tesla's inventions, but, but by observing his towers in operation, the Colorado Springs Tower and the tower in Long Island, that was rather peculiar the way both of those towers behaved. And, and it wasn't indicative of an electromagnetic environment. For instance, Tessa was able in Colorado Springs to take light bulbs and bury them in the ground. And those light bulbs would illuminate under the influence of the scalar energy tower. So he demonstrated that the illumination was possible. Uh, Tessa was able in Colorado Springs to create what I consider artificial lightning bolts. How? Well, lightning is always a Initially, as a scalar energy discharge or an arc of energy. So scalar a wave, a scalar energy can produce lightning. And Tessa imitated nature by producing lightning. Now, you put all of that together. Um, we observed his his two instruments in Colorado Springs and in Wardenclyffe, Long Island. And uh, they, they were they were just masterpieces if If you really look at closely what those instruments could those towers could achieve, we need to revisit that technology. And so,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but it 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 seems like so there are pictures out there. And yes. so it's probably just a lot of trial and error of recreating what can be seen, yes and and a lot of uh,
1: educated guesstimation yeah thank you thank you that's appropriate um you know again tessa demonstrated this this ability to control scalar energy and, and many people believe that that subsequently this energy was used in experiments such as uh the philadelphia experiment i'll get into that if you yeah. think we have time and all of this points to another dimension scalar energy is a different dimension it's outside of time and space So scalar energy brings us into another reality, another dimension. And this is why it's so fascinating. There really are two dimensions, two realities. And the reality of scalar energy, things happen much quicker. Without pollution, it's safe. So I'd much rather work in a scalar energy environment than an electromagnetic environment. And so
0: is... What, what is scalar energy's relation
1: to the electromagnetic? If you can picture a double helix, um, it, it, scalar energy looks like DNA because it's scalar energy. This double helix creates DNA. So if you look at the, the double-stranded DNA, our DNA is created by scalar energy, meaning what? A very powerful scalar scalar wave, downloads, creates our genome, and maintains our DNA. So scalar energy is a double helix. In many environments, that double helix breaks down. And one arm of the helix, so to speak, becomes electricity, and the other arm becomes magnetism. So if you have, uh, if you will, a double helix, and then you see that double helix break down, One paradigm will be electricity, and magnetism will work in a perpendicular fashion. So that's, if you will, the simple explanation of how all energy begins as a scalar wave, a double helix, and will degrade, will convert into electricity and magnetism.
0: So really, it it seems as though we've taken the electromagnetic field in many cases Mm -hmm. and kind of ignored it in many cases. I mean, people, I, I've i been on a huge uh, MK ultra kick lately. I've been doing a lot of research into uh, the way that they are able to affect our brains. My personal belief is that this is where a lot of the technology, a lot of the uh, energy from Tesla went to yeah. um, to be able to help them with their experiments later on. And even to this day, um, but there are people out there that kind of, I guess, bastardize the the belief of, you know, the vibe or, you know, the feelings or this energy that we admit as electrical beings. Um, do you believe that that has some sort of a an effect on keeping this suppressed because it's kind of been turned into this like new agey uh, like linguistic thing for teenagers.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's part of the confusion. Perhaps, <clears throat> perhaps. And, and if you're referring to MK Ultra and other nefarious programs, they always take the truth. They many yeah. of these programs recognize the truth, and then they bastardize the truth. They they change, they manipulate the truth. So you get half truth, you get half lie, and that's where the confusion comes in. Yes. And that's what, that's what the powers that be want. If, if you can control the way people think and the way they process information, you have a veritable slave. And this yeah. is what we see a lot today. You know, the, the media is controlled. I, yeah. I, can, I can guarantee your audience that the major news networks are not, are not answering to the, me, the, to the people. They ultimately answer to the Illuminati. Yeah. the 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 ruling families control the media and hence they control the narrative um and this is the way it's been for, yeah. for for centuries so
0: it it does seem as though that there there is an entire part of science that like we we just ignore because we like like i stated we are electrical beings and we admit certain certain frequencies. And so it kind of seems like we've just completely just done away with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, one of my goals is to, to remind people how we're all interconnected. That scalar energy connects everybody. It really is the alpha and the omega. It's, it is the life force energy of the universe. It's from God. And if we go back to nature, and it can't be any more of a primal source than the energy that powers the sun and the stars, then then you're unified. It's the unifying principle. So what's the point here? If we work with this concept of scatter energy and everything in the world receives energy, information from scatter energy, well, that's the great unifier. Regardless of, of your background, regardless of your religious belief, regardless of your educational level, everything is dependent upon this life force energy. So one of the aspects of my research will be to unite mankind. Okay, we fight too much. That's, that's the big problem I see in society today. We're fighting. If we stop fighting, we start, start to cooperate. We'll, we'll make great, great, great advances.
0: Well, and a lot of that fighting takes place over resources. in in fact i would argue like 90 98
1: yes you're absolutely about trade
0: routes resources these sorts of things
1: yes and if we have free energy nobody that i have ever witnessed has ever had an, an argument or gone to war over the stars because there's plenty of stars there's plenty of star power and it'd be foolish to go to war or to have an argument or or to have some type of a monopoly with star power. You can't. There's an infinite number of stars. So this solves the problems that we're facing today. Scale energy will solve our problems.
0: So we, we could finally start to see peace in many places. Yes,
1: and progress. Yeah, yeah. The world condition today with people so unhappy, wars, rumors of war, insurrection, chaos riots this is, we're going in reverse yeah we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna collapse you can't keep this up so
0: a- along with s- some of the other research i've i've been getting into uh more so is uh the the effect that non-ionizing radiation has on the body mm-hmm. uh mainly due because it seems as though any independent research uh, you know actual scientific research into this subject just gets squashed yeah and yeah it's like I we, we can't say that it doesn't affect us if we can't do the research. Yeah. And J- J- and so what what right. is what is the difference because you know I I and many others have you know concerns of you know Wi-Fi 5G these sorts of things how, is, how, how is scalar energy not like that?
1: That's a good point because scalar energy is neither electrical nor magnetic. I don't work in, in that um, in that dimension. All of my work is non-physical. There are no electrons in my work. And so, you know, these these oscillating currents that, that we're speaking of in, in this in this electromagnetic field. That's that's not my work. It's a different dimension. This is why I'm so emboldened by my work and the work of Tesla. Tesla was working with scale energy, and I've worked with scale energy now for years. I've never seen an adverse reaction because it's non-physical. So it cannot produce a chemical reaction. It cannot produce this non-Hertzian. There are no frequencies. Yeah. So... Uh, there are drawbacks to using uh, electrical current, and we've seen that. You know, Let's face it, when when this, I don't, I don't know if your audience remembers, when the initial cell phones came out and people were holding cell phones to their ear. Yeah. Well, there was a, a significant increase in, in the incidence of brain tumors or tumors in general. And people had to make that connection between cell phone use and brain tumors. Many people say that they cannot live close to high-tension wires. There's been studies that have been conducted that people live close to high-tension high, high tension wires or to an electrical power plant. There's an increase in autoimmune disease. There's an increase in cancer. So there are drawbacks to using electricity and magnetism. Why are there no drawbacks to scalar energy? It's non-physical. It's It, it cannot produce a headache. When has anybody ever said uh, the stars gave me a headache? That's star a star energy, starlight cannot produce a medical issue. It cannot produce a medical condition. If, Where is if my, in, work, yeah, if this, my work? Yeah, my work is dangerous. Disorder. I would abandon this work immediately. Yeah. But again, it's not electricity, so it's non-physical. There's not an electron or proton involved. Nobody has ever experienced any medical condition from starlight
0: it's a very good point
1: uh, it it seems
0: as though that this is in my opinion you and you might agree that a, a lot of these systems have been weaponized um, yes. oh. whether that that's you know the natural state of these systems. I, I'm not sure if I believe that, but it, it seems as though these, these things have been used against us. And so this, this, this would cure it, your technology or Tesla's technology, or I, I guess God's technology would, would be able to cure such a thing as that. Uh, and it would do away with these, uh, you know, weaponized radio frequencies, weaponized Wi-Fi or cell phone signals. And I mean, just, just recently France, got rid of the mm-hmm. iPhone 12, I believe, for admitting too much radiation for their country. Yeah. And that's amazing. You know, yeah. uh, France is... Uh, right. Well, you know, France is France. My mom said, <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But um, <laughs> it's interesting that they're the ones that did that. And so it, it just seems like this is still an ongoing problem. It, it's getting worse
1: yeah you've heard of the Russian government um, does not approve of the use of microwave in the home yeah to, to heat food and they they believe that the microwave radiation can cause harm not only to the food but people who, who are close by that that microwave so there are downfalls here and and sadly this is the world we live in yeah now now keep in mind if electricity and magnetism, experience entropy. Entropy really is the death of a signal, the death of the system, the, the decay of the system. Well, if you have entropy with a waveform, then you're going to have entropy with your body. Okay. And you're going to experience that, that if you will, that death culture or that, that environment that produces decay or death or degradation, as opposed to scalar energy where there's no entropy. Scatter energy does not degrade. Scatter energy does not experience entropy. It does not weaken. Okay? There is no death with scatter energy. So if you lived in a perfect scatter energy force field, you could not die. There cannot be chemical decomposition. There cannot be aging in a perfect scatter energy environment. You, you cannot die in a scatter energy environment. Interesting. Um... I, I
0: know you've you've shown the audience a, a little bit. Is is there anything else you can show us with with your machines? Demonstrate some examples.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I um when I'm working with these instruments, I've I've decided to introduce to the world what I call quantum healing. It's not biological here, quantum healing. And I'll explain. When I work with these instruments now. I've devoted my work to working with a photograph of a person because a photograph carries a signal. So understand my reasoning now. This photograph of mine carries information. My signal is on that photograph, my signature. I don't work with people. I work with photographs. In the scalar energy environment, a photograph is me. My soul, mind, and body can be imprinted, embedded on that photograph. So people from around the world will email me their photograph. And this is the new science of scatter energy. Where you don't work with people, you work with photographs. My photograph is my by-located version. I can be in two places at once. So whether it's one person or people, 20 or 30 or, or 2 million people send me their photograph, people can be in two places at once in this paradigm. People bilocate to my laboratory. And when I when I work with people I don't work with them in a biological sense I work with them energetically through their force field what some people might call the aura or their akashic record So if I were to place my photograph inside the instrument there's so much energy I call it a chakra balancing for one hour I experience that type of white light going into my aura or into my chakra through the photograph. Well, for one hour, if I do that, people tell me that their depression is lifted, that they can escape some type of drug addiction or some type of a a phobia that they've had for years. So again, this is an information system. We don't work in a biochemical sense. We work energetically. And the if you will, the new portal, or people can, if you will, by locate to my laboratory through this portal of light. So you can be in two places of, at once. You've heard of time travel. I can prove time travel. Somebody can send me their photograph, and they can travel through time to my instrument. And I can access that person through time travel because they can bi-locate
0: okay interesting um and this this is something i i wanted to bring up because this this is something you do for people um this this is something that uh people can get a hold of you and partake in if that's something that they're interested in um so let's see here i was getting ready to put your website on screen be able to provide that for people if they are interested
1: um so in, it, or- it, in order to prove this to people we we ask people submit your email us your photographs just the bus shot and we'll treat you for free for 15 days now this has never been done before and that's why i offer everybody in the world 15 days of free sessions i don't expect people to understand this i'm the originator this is my work has never been duplicated So if people visit my website, they can upload their photograph and their photograph of their pets or their loved ones. We will work with you for free for 15 days. We'll balance your chakras. We have the ability to identify and eradicate germs, microbes. And we have the ability to download to transmute nutrients. Now, we do this all through these Tesla instruments that can send out energy anywhere in the universe, working outside of the electromagnetic spectrum, working in a, in a this what some people call the space-time continuum, or the Akashic Record, or the Matrix, or zero-point energy, it's a, it's a different dimension that we access. And the way I access this information is through the information on a person's photograph. Interesting. There's no, no in-person session because I'm not working in a biological sense. Again, scale energy is non-physical. If it was a physical process, you'd have to be physically present. It's non-physical because I access the information on your photograph. Information is non-physical. This is your website
0: for anyone who is interested. I have put it in the banner um, that is scrolling on the bottom below. Uh, And this is what it looks like just to make sure uh, you know anyone that wants to go check it out make sure you go to the right website and this is what it looks like beautiful website by the way
1: thank you thank you yeah, we work hard at it so so in a uh, nutshell let me let me just yeah let let me just regroup here these instruments are unique hence my approach is unique i don't think again i don't think anybody's duplicated my work in order for me to prove that there's some validity to this i have to prove it at a grassroots level there's no scientific group that's going to invent this instrument. Okay. So I have to prove this with people. So this is why I offer fifteen days of free sessions. Interesting. Um,
0: so what i I know you kind of broke down some of the things that you can do what What is your your most popular request for this
1: service? Ah, uh, many people will come to us and they'll say I I have perhaps I have a case of tuberculosis and I'm going to explain how I would address that in the quantum field everything I do Jacob is by way of a photograph I'm going to hold up a photograph of mycobacterium tuberculosis it's a bacterium that causes TB I actually take two photographs and I place them inside the instrument I'm going to hold these two photographs up The bacterium that causes TB is held up in conjunction with my photograph side by side. So when I place those two photographs in the instrument, the two photographs communicate, they share information. So the energy of Mycobacterium tuberculosis a bacterium downloads or communicates to my aura or into my quantum field. It's all communication. And again, just to demonstrate that white light of scatter energy will impart the instructions of mycobacterium tuberculosis into me. So this instrument is an information system that tells mycobacterium, if I have the TB bacterium, it will identify TB in my quantum field and bring it to a state of chaos, confusion. Interesting. A a photograph of, a magnified photograph of mycobacterium tuberculosis that causes TB can be located in my information system. And if that information or if that signature is found on my photograph, we can nullify, we can bring that bacterium to a state of chaos. Once mycobacterium tuberculosis is brought to a state of chaos, it ceases to exist. So we don't work with chemicals. That's dangerous. I work with light. And I simply bring mycobacterium tuberculosis to a state of chaos. It's that simple.
0: Okay, um, what? This might be kind of a ignorant question, but I I think some people might might be curious. Uh, what? And I'm not even sure if this is the right way to ask this, but what is the success rate, or what what is the? I mean, obviously, if you have TB and all of a sudden you don't have TB, obviously it worked, but yeah. What is the the way to be able to tell, I guess, that that it is working?
1: Yeah. I'm going to answer your first question, but first I'm going to preface my remarks. Energy light is fundamental. Energy light never makes a mistake. When I tell this instrument to to look for the signature, not the chemical, to look for the signature of mycobacterium tuberculosis and to communicate that with my photograph, the success rate is 100%. Because I work with light. I'm not working with chemicals. And when I have two sources of light, two sources of information that communicate with one another, the success rate always is 100%.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. Now, how do people feel? We leave that up to people. And we have an open, uh, uh, if you will, testimony uh, Board, a testimony portal in which people can submit their their testimony to us. Many of those testimonies are quite favorable. Many people say after we work with them that the symptoms of tuberculosis go away, or they no longer have a hacking cough. Now, nobody can prove or disprove my work because nobody has advanced scatter energy to this point. Nobody can duplicate my work. Nobody has my instrument. So if, if any scientific body is going to prove or disprove my work, they have to develop this instrument, they have to observe the same protocol that I observed, and then they have to perform tests with people or at least some type of feedback by way of a photographic signature. Now, all of that's going to take a lot of time and effort on, on the part of any scientific body, and I haven't seen anybody step forward yet.
0: They probably so, just want to ignore you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for taking the words out of my mouth. So, what am I getting at? Well, for the time being, I'm the only person in the world with this protocol. So, I don't, I don't think anybody, not that I know of, is is willing to spend the time and the effort that I have to prove or disprove my work. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. It, it just. Uh... Just call you crazy instead, and just ignore the whole thing, and tell <laughs> yeah. people this is this is quackery.
1: But here's here's the key: it are the testimonies. You know, I could talk all day long. I, I'd rather yeah. not. I'd rather people go to the website and view our test results, or view the, if you will, the, the PCR tests. Here, I'm going to hold up a PCR test. A person had herpes after being positive, having a viral load for herpes for 35 years, this person no longer has a viral load for herpes. Here's another individual who had a PCR test, suffered from herpes for 30 years after sending us their photograph not detected, no viral load for herpes. Here's a PCR test for shingles. After working with us, after sending us their photograph, no viral load for shingles. Another PCR test for herpes. No viral load negative, no sign of herpes. So we have many tests. We have probably 4,000 testimonies on the website, which begs the question, why did 4,000 people send our website testimonies? And most of those are very promising, encouraging, and, and uplifting testimonies. What, what's the point here? The people are speaking. Only by subjective, but nonetheless, the peop- by a way of grassroots, the people are speaking. Here's a clinic in Delhi, India. We've worked with over 5,000 people in Delhi, India, the Om Prakash HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India. 5,000 people have sent us their photograph. After these people sent, they're photographed to us, we receive their PCR tests. It's undetectable. Nobody at this Om Prakash clinic in Delhi, India, nobody has a viral load anymore. Nobody has a viral load for HIV. Now,
0: is there anything that theoretically couldn't be treated? there any, I mean, obviously, if something is advanced to a certain point, there's damage has been done.
1: But is there anything that this doesn't help? In some way, I think our our uh, our sessions help everybody to some degree. Um, let's look at this very objectively. There's there's many medical conditions. Apparently, there's forty thousand chronicled medical conditions. I don't claim to be able to heal any of them. What I do claim is when people send us their photograph, people speak and they feel better, and that's the beginning of this science. Bear in mind, what I'm doing cannot be proven or disproven by conventional science, right? You've you've never sent your photograph to a dentist, have you? No. <laughs> you have to go in person Not to your me. dentist. <laughs> yes, yeah. So. This is not per se Newtonian physics. This certainly is not conventional medicine. This is a new science that the world has to catch up to.
0: Therefore, this is not medical advice because it's not medical
1: treatment. Yes, thank you. It's, it's treatment through photographic force fields. Why? Because people can be in two places at once. I never work with an individual. There are no in-person sessions. This instrument is not designed to work with people. It's only designed to work with photographs. This is the new science in which we can work with people through their quantum field, their photograph.
0: Now is, say if somebody doesn't necessarily have an ailment, could this also,
1: you know, boost a healthy person? Yes, yes. Consider this, people feel energized. The energy going into this light bulb. For one hour, I perform a chakra balancing. Imagine that type of energy going into your mind, your seven chakras, into your soul, your mind and body. It's, it's quite powerful. Many people feel a boost of energy. And then there's another protocol that I wanna mention. I download nutrition into people, not a chemical. I download, I impart the intelligence of micronutrients. I'm going to hold up glutathione. Some people say that's the master antioxidant. If I were to take a photograph of glutathione, everything is a signature, signals, energy, information. There's information on this photograph. That's the glutathione molecule under magnification. If I place my photograph side-by-side glutathione, I will receive the energy of glutathione, not the chemical, the energy of glutathione into my quantum field, into my energy field. And so doing, this is how I achieve my micronutrients. I don't take a multivitamin. I receive all the nutrients that I need through scalar energy by downloading the energy of the nutrient into my quantum field.
0: Interesting. So I guess at this point one one thing I I do kind of want to point to now something about myself I absolutely loathe the new age movement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I think it's entirely disgusting and and I'm talking general gen, I'm I'm speaking generally. Um, obviously individuals I I'm an individualist. I believe in individual rights, these sort of things. But Generally speaking, I can't stand the New Age movement because there seems to be a lot of snake oil salesmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a lot of uh, bastardization of certain uh, ancient beliefs or anything with mixed in with like modern Western made- up beliefs and all of these things. Do you consider yourself a part of the new Age movement? No. or do you get grouped in with people like that?
1: No, I, 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 am, I stand out as an individual. My work is ex- exclusive to any group. I don't attach myself to any group. Now, if, if somebody wants to make some type of association, that's on their part. I work alone. I am the sole researcher behind my company. There's nobody else. There's only Tom. So with, with that in mind, I don't associate, per se, directly with any group. Do people associate with me uh, with other groups sometimes? But you know what I'm doing to be quite candid is so unique, and these instruments are unique. I really, I really cannot be subsumed under any any other group or any other uh, following, if you will. I stand alone in this. I
0: I, I would definitely say, um, and there there are you know pockets of people doing other things that are that are also like that um i i've grown just such a disdain for the new age movement because in my in my opinion it has been so damaging to so many people um also it seems like that's where a lot of the cults come from um like the the legitimate cults um and i'm i'm always really interested in making a distinction between things like this that are actually helpful versus some actual made up quackery. Now, yeah. just the, the very Good fact point. that you can light up a light bulb without it being plugged in, I think right there, just that alone is enough to distinguish you between made up quackery and something. It, it should at least pique people's interest to be like, wow, I've never seen that outside of maybe uncle Fester on the Adams family doing that <laughs> in his mouth, you know? Um, so I I did want to make that distinction because I I don't like actual helpful things, which from what I can tell my first impression that this, this is not just some hippie gobb- gobbledygook for, for lack of a better term. Um, I do kind of want to shift gears, um, and actually talk about the Philadelphia experiment, though. OK. Um, because I, I find it incredibly fascinating. Uh, do you kind of want to give just a quick synopsis of mm. yeah. exactly what we we're talking about?
1: Well, the rumor has it that there were scalar energy, um, uh, if you will, instruments aboard the USS Eldridge. This is a experiment that the United States government conducted. There was a naval ship called the Eldridge, USS Eldridge, and there were apparently scalar energy instruments on board this instrument. And what, what, as I understand, the the government was trying to make this ship, this naval ship become invisible or um, in some way to to be able to uh, teletransport. Well, the... the, uh, an actual experiment took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And according to some eyewitnesses, the ship, under the influence of scalar energy, developed a green halo, a very prominent green halo. And as scalar energy was amplified, the ship started to become invisible, and then it suddenly vanished. Some people say that that ship traveled, time traveled from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, down to Roanoke, Virginia and reappeared in Virginia. Now, during that time travel, it was observed by the sailors on the ship, it was a naval ship, that they could walk through the hull of the ship, that their bodies became non-physical temporarily, and they were able to pass through, walk through the ship. Well, as the experiment concluded, some of those sailors were found still inside the ship, the hull of the ship, and they became stuck inside the hull of the ship. So, what I've observed in a very strong scalar energy force field—I'm going to represent my fist as a physical, um, as a physical mass—during a a strong scalar energy force field, that my fist could lose its its molecular rigidity and become spirit-like and then combined, combined with another physical object because they're both spirit-like. They're no longer bound by the, lo- the laws of physics of electromagnetic energy. So two objects that were physical can interpenetrate, much like some people say a ghost could pass through a wall. Well, during the Philadelphia experiment, the sailors and the ship were able to fuse or interpenetrate. It's the gift of impassibility after the experiment ended, both the sailors and the ship, the whole of the ship, went back to their physical form, their, their rigid forms. And sadly, some of the sailors were, if you will, impaled or incorporated into the ship. And in, infused and <laughs> in...
0: yes, <laughs> <Some> <laughs> really, really horrific things.
1: <laughs> it was terrible. And accordingly, Um, This was hushed up, but we've seen, if you will, other incidences of the Philadelphia experiment uh, during some very powerful tornadoes or hurricanes. If you will, a tornado is a, if you will, moving vortex of scalar energy. And some tornadoes can produce that non-physical environment just temporarily where two pieces of wood can become non-physical and then interpenetrate, combine. And then after the tornado passes, you find two pieces of wood fused together. Well, wood doesn't fuse together. But we've seen that in the aftermath of of a tornado, a very powerful scale energy tornado, two pieces of wood have fused together, interpenetrated. So if nature can do it, and that happens with some tornadoes, then the Philadelphia experiment was, if you will, repeating the process of nature. All of that speaks to a scalar energy environment in which physical mass become non-physical. This is why I work with non-physical information on a photograph. It's easy for me to perform the Philadelphia experiment, so to speak, and to take the physical rigidity of mycobacterium tuberculosis and make it non-physical or make it if you will lose its physical rigidity
0: so be, because of the way that this works is there any limitation on how far away
1: somebody can be yeah there is no limitation this, with scalar energy it, it really it comes down to Thought and memory. One of the reasons why the ship traveled from Philadelphia to Roanoke is because the ship was previously in Roanoke. If that naval ship would have been in South America, perhaps that ship would have teleported to South America. So there was a memory to it. There was what some people call the Akashic record. Now, Tassel has remarked that he, he was inside a scale energy force field and he found himself outside of time and space. And he experienced that that force field, a very powerful scalar energy force field. So this is the the other dimension of energy that transcends time and space, in which the the physics of scalar energy are not the physics of electricity and magnetism. And hence, when I work with my scalar energy instrument, the scalar physics that I find on a photograph are not the physics that that I would encounter if I place my photograph in a refrigerator or in a toaster, or inside a computer. No, because my refrigerator is not a scalar energy environment. This is a scalar energy environment. This type of photograph is illuminated, just like my light bulbs illuminated by scalar energy. So
0: theoretically, could this be? Could and I, I'm not sure if this is also the right way to ask this question, but could this theoretically be used for teleportation? Could yes. I go from here,
1: literally, and just be in South Africa? Yes. Yes, you can. <clears throat> your, your audience might take a look at Victor Grabenikov. Grabenikov developed an anti-gravity platform. He was able, with scalar energy, to negate gravity and levitate. And when um, Gerbenikov would move about on this anti-gravity platform, he realized that time stood still. He wasn't subject to time. He was in such a powerful scale energy force field that he was outside of time. So he was able to move about, teleport, if you will, with this scatter energy platform. And time was irrelevant. Why? Because in a scatter energy environment, you transcend time and space. There is only one time, the present moment. And while Grabenikov was on his flying platform, his wristwatch never advanced.
0: Interesting. Hmm. No. Let's see. And so he was Victor Grabenikov. Yeah, I just pulled him up real
1: quick. It looks like he died in two thousand and one. He was a, a okay. Russian entomologist and. He wanted to present his work uh, far and wide, but um, the Russian government would not allow him to release his schematics of, of his anti-gravity instrument. You know more suppression from the communists, from the new world order, and so sadly, the, this yeah. this
0: is who uh, he he was just speaking of. In case anybody wants to go check that out, yep.
1: but he so. he did indeed have the ability to negate gravity, and he was able to accelerate to the the point of 800, what he said, 800, 900 miles an hour, never experienced any G-forces because in a sky energy environment, there is no gravity. So his anti-gravity platform allowed him to overcome G-forces.
0: Interesting.
1: I do got to say, um,
0: it does scare me at the at the possibility of... Who has had this technology for so long? Yeah, and yeah. what yeah. what they're able to do with it? Uh, yeah. Some somebody with the right, uh, nefarious right. intentions is is a really scary person. Yeah. Um, so I guess that you're would right. lead me. What What are the the known, or or at least the theorized possibilities? that somebody with nefarious intentions could use this what what are some of the ways for them to manipulate this
1: well you, as we demonstrated grobenikov could could manipulate could control gravity imagine what what a great benefit that is to mankind but how that could be used as a as a weapon against people so this this is a very important field of discovery it it has great benefits but there's also a downside if it's used improperly I, for one, will not release the schematics of my instruments. I I see that this can change the social order, the economic order. And I want to go about this appropriately. And I want to explain this as I go. And I want people to become familiar with this technology. There's there's a real learning curve ahead. Yeah.
0: I, I would say, at the very least, <laughs> well, yes, just, yeah. Yeah, that's an understatement. Let's just yeah. be blunt. Yeah. Um, so if, if somebody, for instance, is interested in doing what you have done, um, you just stated that you, you don't release the schematics of your, of your invention. And I can't say that I blame you, but how can more people get into this without, I mean is, is there any way to fast track what you have spent your entire life doing and maybe it's it's not a uh, a super big fast track but have is there any leeway there to say you spent your entire life is there a way to do it 20 30 years uh-huh. uh, 15 years 10 years whatever it uh-huh. may be
1: Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because Tessa Hieronymus, myself, and a few other inventors have have laid the groundwork. It's pretty simple now. You just duplicate our work. So I'm really not worried about, especially this this process that I've developed with quantum healing through a photograph. I simply want the world to sign up for the 15-day free trial. And in a year or two, I want the world to say, yes, it works. After that, I want to move on to to exploring anti-gravity and illuminating the world. I I just don't want to be stuck with photographs inside my laboratory. Not not that that's not a noble undertaking. So um, so I'm going to answer your question. Most of the work's been done. Thank God for Tessa and my predecessor, who actually developed this instrument initially, a man by the name of Galen Hieronymus. The work has been done. My website is public. Anybody can visit the website. I'm not hiding anything. No, I'm not going to sell instruments because I know better. But I think the next step is acceptance. You know, I I, I don't I don't have another 60 70 years of, in front of me to research. So I I need yeah. the world to accept my work and then we can move forward with other avenues of of discovery.
0: Well, hopefully, you know, through through this and other other interviews you've done and we'll do um hopefully this has piqued people's interest to be able to even just ask the question. Yeah. Um, it. So I guess one of my final questions, and we'll we'll start wrapping up, so I don't keep you too long. But is there is there anything that we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about, or would like
1: people to know? I want this to become very common place in our in our dialect. I want this to become a very if you will, a household word, scalar energy, scalar light. So how could I do that? Thinking, a thought, is a scalar waveform. Emotion is scalar energy. Now consider, thinking and emotion transcends time and space. Thinking, a thought, and emotion, your feelings, cannot be placed in a box. You can't measure a thought. You cannot measure emotion. They're scalar energy. So what am I getting at? Everybody's a scalar energy expert. Everybody thinks, everybody has a mind, everybody feels, everybody has a heart. Sadly, this is not taught by academia. Sadly, we, you know, we're, we're trying to get our, our heads around thinking and feeling, okay? And, and I know if, if you're a Greek philosopher, you've done your best also, <laughs> but to put it into scientific terms, a thought and a feeling is a scalar wave. It has to be, it transcends time and space. You could think and and that thought transcends the universe in a flash. Your emotions transcend the universe in an instant. We are scalar energy beings. God created us with scalar energy. Sadly, um, the powers that be do not want you to know that God-given gift. Everybody is a scalar energy expert. Everybody has a mind and everybody has a heart. The way we think, the way we feel is, is the world that we create. And our our thoughts and our feelings teleport us, and we transcend time and space, and there's no entropy with thinking or feeling. A thought or a feeling lasts forever. You cannot prevent it, and it will light up the world. <laughs> so this is not esoteric, people. It's, it's simply you've simply been lied to, and the powers that be don't want you to exercise your scalar mind and your scalar feelings.
0: Now, do you ever get tired of
1: lighting up those light bulbs? No, no, I have to. <laughs> I, ha- I have to show the audience something visible. When yeah. I hold my hand here, I feel that energy. Sometimes yeah. when, it, if, I'm not going to do it now, but if I can hold up my, my cell phone close to the instrument, my cell phone will, will, not, will not function because my cell phone does not recognize scalar energy. I can't get yeah. this. I cannot get this computer too close to the Tesla coil. The 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 scalar wave will override our electromagnetic signal.
0: Interesting. That that is no, just so I fascinating. I
1: have to teach. I...
0: Yeah. No.
1: So thank you.
0: One one question I ask all of my guests. Uh, it's really at the core of, you know. Why I started this show, um, and I'm always interested to hear people's opinions and hear hear their answer to this question, uh, whether you know they're they're involved in my typical realm of activism, politics, or uh, it just wh- whatever it is. Um, why does liberty matter?
1: That's a gift from God. You have to be free. And What do I advocate with free energy? It's liberty. Scale energy will, will set mankind free. Scale energy will liberate mankind. So in that sense, we're, we're both working on the, under that common cause. And we both, you can see how this is going to unite mankind. It's going to liberate mankind. If we don't have expensive and dangerous energy, if we can, if we can transport by an anti-gravity, if we can easily eradicate the signature of tuberculosis and if we can eradicate the signature of other viruses, well, all those, that's positive. That's, that's a positive step forward. So I i ask people to embrace this technology.
0: Well said. Um, let people know where they can uh, get a hold of you, um, where, where they can contact you, see more of you. Um, And uh, let me get your uh, website pulled back up so they can see that again.
1: The website is scalarlight.com. I've written many articles about scalar energy, and I have other theorists, scalar theorists, on the website. I'd like you to consider sending us, email us now, your photograph, just a bus shot. The age of the photograph doesn't matter. And let us prove to you that this works through the quantum field. It's not a biological process. On the website is our 15-day free trial. Send in your photograph. You can include your pets. Yeah, but I have two dogs. I'm always treating my two dogs. And uh, prove it to yourself. You decide how you feel. Yeah,
0: well said, well said. And on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in to another amazing episode of Rise to Liberty. Uh, you can check us out at risetoliberty.com slash links. Um, I am always most active on Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. Um, we've got some, some really cool things coming up. Uh, we, we've got a debate coming up the day after Thanksgiving. Um, so uh, we, we, we might see each other uh, before Thanksgiving. If not, we will see each other the day after. Uh, it's going to be an interesting discussion about minarchy versus anarcho-capitalism with two super heavy hitters. Um, it's going to be, going to be interesting. Started as an argument on Twitter and has moved over into a full on debate now. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for coming on and explaining this. And I would definitely like to get you back at some point And, uh, we can dive a little bit deeper into this and maybe get into some technicals. Okay, Um, I'd love that, thank you. Yes, of course, thank you so much for coming. Um, Everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you found this valuable, please share it, hit that like, subscribe, all of the things that we always have to say. And uh, Tom, hang out for a second until until we're done. And uh, everyone else, until next time, Stay free, my friends.